What is up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Warthog Gaming Podcast, hosted by me, Hamish Hector, and me, Oliver Barsby. How you doing, Ollie? You know, I've had a good week this week. There's been some some uh, interesting stories have developed um, around gaming, and I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima, which has been just it's just been a great time jumping into another open world game. I've not done it for quite a while now, so been doing good. I didn't really have much to say about what I've been playing uh, <laughs> or been doing. It's almost identical to last week. Yeah. I played some more Resident Evil Two. I have now beat all of the run-throughs I needed to do nice. uh, to update everybody. So I've only got one achievement left. I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. It's it's a very difficult one that is like a DLC mode. I don't know if I'll be doing it. No. Um, and then the other game I played uh, was Skatebirds. It's one of the 60 Xbox game demos. There were a couple more that I do want to check out, but I don't know if I'll have time because I didn't have time this week. Again, dissertation getting in the way. But Skatebird was really cool. I think it's, it's quite a fun skater game. You're meant to be able to hover. I saw briefly one mention of like, this is how you <laughs> hover. And I could not find it. So it, for most of the time, it was just me skating around. It just happened to be that I was skinned as a bird. So I think they need to make it clearer how you be more bird-like. Yeah. And also I think they need to like tweak it up a little bit. I think it was an early game demo. They said it was like one level that was still kind of like beta or alpha one of those early build things so there were some like issues particularly with moving the camera around which made me crash a lot more (laughs) yeah it just needs needs a bit more a bit more work i mean these were obviously the games that were going to take to us off the e3 packs all these events which have had to be cancelled up online now so you know you you can't expect them to be perfect as they wouldn't have been if this was a normal year and it was a normal e3 event um yeah, though I wish they'd yeah. done a bit more to like advertise them, because I nearly forgot. Yeah, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a bit by having um, the Xbox game showcase in the same week. So most of the media attention was focused towards that. I think they thought, oh, we'll we'll get people excited and then they'll jump on the games from uh, the like, upcoming 60 games. But I think people were just sort of waiting for Halo at that point. Um, I think I want, I want, yeah, I wanted to play it. There's one which I saw called... 12 minutes was it called that that looked really interesting um yeah on the xbox ones because i saw that e3 last year it looked very good but unfortunately well yes yeah, so I, I was i was a, uh, I was very much sort of still being entertained myself by ghost of tsushima that has been what i've been playing this week um nice unlike yes unlike last week you know i was like oh, i've not played much this week um it's been all jumping back into some long play sessions and i would like to talk a lot about the game in terms of how far i've gotten it but it's it's one of those open world games where you know you can spend three four hours playing it and get nowhere in the story. Just go explore because um it's one of those. It's, I do like open world games, but I kind of went off them um, after I played Breath of the Wild. I kind of thought they were a bit overplayed. You know the Assassin's Creed s- started to um wear on me. I was a bit bored of the whole follow someone here, kill them, walk somewhere else type of gameplay. But Ghost of Tsushima's done a really refreshing job at it i think um the way that exploration works is fantastic i think it's almost on par with breath of the wild's exploration levels in terms of you can literally just wander around and you will somehow you will eventually make it into something cool or something cool will happen to you and you can just you know get on playing the game and having a good time um and then i think sucker punch as well the only bad issue i think i mentioned last week was the voice capture um for the japanese dub was not very good in terms of lip syncing, but it seems to have improved during the game, which is very good. Um, and finally, I guess the last thing I'll say about it, because I can't really talk much about the story because I haven't got that far in the story, is it looks beautiful. 
Um, I have taken some screenshots. I can send. We'll uh, get some of those uploaded. I think they've definitely improved nice. my screenshots from what they were at the start. You know, I've been getting. I still don't know what loads of little details do. Um, you know, like focal lengths, different depths of fields, all these different terms. But it automatically does them for you sometimes, so it's all good. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I feel like I think I kind of recognise depth of field. I think it's like what's in. Yeah. What's in focus or not? I don't know what focal length would be. So. I don't know what it does, but you can tell when you're doing it wrong. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, if anyone's listening at home that can explain cameras to Ollie and I, that'd be really helpful. Yeah, but it's a great game. Um, I think it would have been right up your alley, Hamish, as well, actually. Maybe. Um, I know you do You do love a good Assassin's Creed. I've heard a lot of people say this is very Assassin's Creed-esque. So it sounds like a game that really would have been up my street, but I think I've got, I've got so many other things to play <laughs> right now, unfortunately. So even if I did have a PlayStation 4, I feel like... Ghost of Tsushima would not be on that list. Uh, but you never know. They might bring it to PC eventually. Um, although it is Sucker Punch. I don't, I'm not sure if Sucker Punch is owned by... I think it is owned by Sony, but with Horizon Zero Dawn and other PlayStation games coming, you never know. Give it five years. Um, it might be on PC. Give it five years. <laughs> Give it a go. Well, something we won't have to wait five years for, Ollie, is all the news that happened this week. Because it's already, it's already been gone. <laughs> it's already it. happened. It's, it's, it's almost... It's nearer to five years ago than it was to... It's, is to five years in the future yep. by like a week <laughs> bad segue but anyway uh, we didn't pick an order to go in so let's go with uh, the one that I have up on my screen which is uh, I'm getting this from The Verge and it's the U- yes, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. the US Army is pausing video game streams after accusations of violating free speech I thought this was a really interesting story and I'd like to get your take on it as a politics student yeah, but I just think it's very, very funny. Um, obviously, this sort of yeah. this world of government officials using Twitch to stream and do all this other stuff, and then yeah, sort of how it might come up against actual legal things. Because I think they were they were banning players that kept asking about war crimes. And whilst we aren't gonna discuss those accusations here, as it's not about video games, um, I just thought it was quite a sort of a funny thing. I think it falls into the same reason of why some accounts can ban people on Twitter. And I just think it's very, very... Yeah, it's, it's... I mean, I think, you know, the US Army, especially outside of the US and amongst the more left-wing people, is not popular at all. Um, you know, it's kind of, for obvious reasons, not seen as a as a uh, sort of good brand type of thing. And I think the US Army kind of wants to, especially amongst young people, I think the US Army wants to sort of re- <laughs> try and fix that image issue it has. So they started scre- streaming on Twitch. I think it was actually last the start of this year or the end of last year. Um, and yeah, just picked up traction again. It was actually when they replied to a Discord message with the word uwu. Um, that's why it sort of kicked this whole thing off because no, no one realised really, or very few people did, until the US Army replied to this and everyone was like, what is the US Army doing? Why has it got an esports team? So it sort of spiralled from there and people found out, oh, they actually have a Twitch stream. So we're going in. It was, I think, R- Rod Breslau. I think I... Yeah, Rod Breslau, or Slasher, as he's called on Twitter. Um, he's a big esports journalist. Um, posted a video saying, US, Ar- US Army Twitch stream ban uh, speedrun. And so he just got in the chat and just... He'd ask about US war crimes and post a link to US war crimes on Wikipedia and would have and eventually got banned. And I think it was the guy who was streaming sort of said, oh, I'm like owning this guy. And then it got picked up by, I think it's the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union, who essentially like protect speech and free speech in America. And they were like, well, the US, <laughs> official US uh, army 
account is banning people for talking about uh, war crimes. That is a violation of free speech. And it got picked up by non-gaming outlets, which that's always when you know a story is quite serious. Yeah. When it gets picked up by some people outside of the gaming bowl. Uh, and yeah, so they, I think the, um, okay, yeah, here's a quote from Katie Fallow, who's a senior attorney at the Knight First Amendment Institute, said, the army and navy can't constitutionally delete comments or ban people from Twitch channels simply for asking questions about issues they would rather not address. So yeah, it's, you know, it's a very fair, valid point. I don't think many US um, sort of constitutional scholars can really argue with this. Um, and I think this has kind of put a dampener on the whole US Army's public esports streaming. And so they are no longer, they've postponed it, probably I'd say at least until the end of the year. It might come back in 2021. Um, because it is not just supposed to be a sort of publicity tool. It's, well, I guess you could call it publicity, but it's used as well for recruitment. Um, so, you know, people yeah. see, oh, the Army has an esports team. I want to join the Army. Well, they wouldn't think I'd directly that, but it's more along those lines of look at these cool vocational stuff we do. Um, but whether, you know, there's a, obvious connotations about the army promoting their, um, promoting sort of joining and recruiting through a video game which focuses on killing people. People kind of think of it as a bit, a bit um, dodgy. I don't know Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has talked about how they shouldn't be recruiting people through this method, especially because the viewers on Twitch are usually quite young and under the age of 16. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those weird things where I don't I don't really know sort of where I come down on the whole sort of political aspect of it. I, I think on the one hand, it's it's kind of nice that this sort of mainstream outlets or this mainstream thing is sort of trying to embrace a slightly more niche area of the internet. Uh, so sort of perhaps having a an, there's you know um, there's sports teams in uh, various military groups. You know you'll have like here in the UK, yeah. you know you'll have a an RAF, a, a, a Navy and a, an Army, say, football team and a rugby team, I don't see why then you couldn't have an esports team as like this extra thing and no, you know, streaming yeah. is a big part of that. It, it's I think it's that... going to solidify the... Um, sort of, it's, it's, it's sort of one of those steps or just ideas, that, oh yeah, esports is becoming a big part of the world. Exactly. And so I, I think on the one hand, that's kind of cool. I do agree that there maybe do need to be some rules and regulations with regards to banning i think it's it's a it's a messy situation but i think it's overall just an amusing one that i'm excited to see develop yeah this isn't over this is not this story is not over you know the the guy who was running the u.s army's twitch stream was seemed a bit i don't know he's not said anything since but he was very um vocal about banning these people who were calling them uh so he seemed a bit he won't. He won't be done. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> He'll be back. But as he gets hold, it just takes one little woo, and it's yeah. Maybe I, maybe that's what I should send from our Instagram page to just take off overnight. <laughs> just a million, a million followers. Woo woo. <laughs> ah, if only it were that easy. Well, then our next story, Ollie, uh, was you want to talk about the FIFA covers? I don't know. Too yeah. Much about, so so um, EA have gradually been releasing more information about all of their sort of sports games titles. So they've done it for the UFC games, Madden. I think they've done it for NHL, but I don't think they I'm not 100% sure. Um, and then finally, not yesterday, the day before, the FIFA covers um, sort of got released. And they're definitely a change from the sort of standard person on the front or football on the front. Like your Lionel Messi is always on it. Um, and then just have a logo saying FIFA 20. It's gone from more of a sort of artistic style, I would say. Have you seen them, Hamish? Um, I've just I've just opened up actually the page. Yeah. This 
because like the top image, I thought, like, oh, that doesn't look too bad. It's just like this guy. There's, there's three editions shouting yeah. on a. It's just this guy shouting on a background image. I thought that makes sense. And then I scrolled down and I see like the more thing, and it's just like a collage of pictures of this. <laughs> yeah, man. that's they've got um they've gone for sort of a collage. What's the, the yeah a collage effect of this? Kylian Mbappe. He's a um, French and PSG striker. Um, he is. It's very. It's good that he's on the cover. He's you know one of the best footballers in the world. And yeah, it's sort of lots of square images of him. Um, yeah, either celebrating or playing football or just posing. And it just there's a very mixed reaction to them. You know, some people are like, oh, it's good that it's a change. But then others, myself included, are like, it just looks like someone slapped together five photos on top of each other for like a GCSE art project and called it a day. You know, like. Not, yeah, not, no, look... no offense to whoever you know the EA designer. I'm sure they had lots of meetings about this new art style, but they needed to have several more. Because okay, so the core image of the one that I'm looking at is um, the football. I, uh, did you say Mbappe? Yeah, Mbappe. Okay, I, I don't know footballers' names, um, <laughs> but he the, like the, the, it's the it looks like a very the middle bit of like him sort of he's got his arms down sort of out yeah, a little he's celebrating. bit and he's just sort of shouting out to the sky. That looks like a very good fifa 21 yeah that, that would have been that would have been a fine sort of champions champions edition cover you know it's it's good cover yeah but then <laughs> and maybe like the background stuff could have been used for an instagram post or you know like a couple of tweets and stuff but yeah no that shouldn't be on a front cover because it just it looks awful <laughs> the more i look at it the worse the more i hate it it just doesn't <laughs> look good no you just you just like ah. Oh. Like, someone has been paid a lot of money to make this Ollie. There's three of them as well. Have you seen? There's two others. There's a FIFA. You're looking at the standard edition one. There's a. I don't mind the ultimate edition one, you know, because it's the ultimate one. It's a bit more simple. Um, it's just Kylian Mbappe walking along. I prefer that one out of that them all. That's okay, but he's not getting. He's just wearing like regular <laughs> clothes. Like unless if this was like FIFA 21 fo- f- street football. That looks like he's he's ready to do like something casual. Like he's not even wearing like proper football trainers. I think They're just for an ultimate like, edition, that would have been a that would have been an amazing cover if like the others were just normal. I think like that would be for the ultimate edition, yeah. which is like the one which comes with loads of extras and costs like fifty pounds more. <laughs> um, that one I would have been like, oh, that's quite cool. But then you look at the others and you're like, oh, it's just but the art just style. Just him like crossed arms with his hands under his armpits. Yeah, that's that's his celebration. Um, but then yeah, it's the same same type of images stacked up on top of each other. And I just get reminded of that. It's a like graphic design is my passion image. It's a meme. The classic word. Someone gets a, just copies and pastes an image, puts in a background, goes done. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like, it reminds me of early days Warthog stuff where I was like, <laughs> it was my, some of my like Instagram posts were a bit messy, but I think like I've, I've, I've toned it down a bit more. And I, I, I genuinely feel like now with my skills at just using Canva, yeah. not Photoshop, <laughs> anything actually good. Canva, free as well i could do something better than this it, it makes me angry that someone's <laughs> been paid a lot of money to do this it's different fifa are in the headlines for something different they've they've tried they've uh, diverted the attention away from the fact that the trailer showed very little well <laughs> on that note then of the trailer showing very little because i know you want to talk about it oh yeah perfect segue into another event where trailers showed very little uh, i <laughs> would have disagree with some of your assessments but i think it's time to go into our big sort of new story topic of the week it's it's all going to blend into one here we're of course going to be talking about the xbox event i think i want to 
sort of structure this one a little bit differently. Um, we've got quite a lot of time this week. There's not been a lot of gaming news. Uh, so we're going to go through every game, every game, at least mention it. It might not be that in-depth in analysis. There's not a lot to say. Uh, but I want to start with, firstly, our predictions. Go through what we didn't get, which is to say most of it. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's quite a lot which was not shown which we predicted or wanted to see um so i've put both that we've tied oh we both got one prediction right what prediction um, the so fable i predicted fable and i also predicted that it would be called fable and it would launch within it would be a launch title um i specifically said within six months but oh wait no i it didn't it didn't say a launch it's, thing it's, i was thinking of yeah it's, it's nowhere nil it's it does not look ready no. at all uh, well, I will come on to that, but I got yeah. it was Fable announced and it would be called Fable. Um, I, I put like I think it would launch within six months as like a separate thing. Um, what I got wrong was we didn't see Halo Six, but I think with the way they talked about Halo Infinite, I feel like a Halo Six is still plausible. Do you? Oh, we can talk. I don't. They've, I thought they said that they're, it seems like they're going to support this more as a live service Halo. Um, it seemed like it years to come. They sort of mentioned. Fair. Um, they then. Uh, didn't show off Cuphead 2, but we can talk more no. about that. And obviously Nintendo won at the event. This was very much a... <laughs> I, I think I mistook the what this event would be to some extent. Um, then from your perspective, we didn't see Elden Ring. Nope. Uh, Halo Infinite didn't talk at all about multiplayer, so there was no Battle Royale mode. Um, and whilst it wasn't a big, big announcement, Sega were there with an announcement for some kind of exclusive game. So I gave you the point on that one. <laughs> Which game? Which was a Sega game? Uh, it was the... Um, I wrote it down. It was like kind of in the middle. It was the PS PSO twentieth anniversary. Oh, edition. fancy, fancy sword online. PSO two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take that point on a technicality, but that was not what I meant at all. No, I know that's. <laughs> I knew that wasn't what you meant. But I felt because I uh, I felt like it would not be fair for me to sort of not give you a point when you did put Sega having something. Yeah. Um. And uh, but then into the event itself, I overall quite liked it. I I think that there are definitely deficiencies for one or two games i would there were there was some stuff where i personally would have liked to seen more but what we did get very much excited me and i think that for the most part apart from sort of the one or two games i'd like to talk about in a minute uh, which we'll go through chronologically i honestly felt that it was very well balanced i saw enough of most games that i knew what they'd be about whether i'd want to play them or not and i think that uh, overall i'm very very excited for not only the upcoming xbox games the rest of this year but then also the the opening lineup for the xbox series x and also the next xbox games event that they've sort of teased for mm, yeah i assume probably september maybe yeah october probably august maybe games come around then but yeah i think when my immediate reaction after it finished was much more negative than it is now after a bit of time to sort of think about the games and look into them a bit more depth um overall in terms of games announced i think Yep, there's a decent amount of titles which I am interested in in some extent. Um, mm-hmm. Does it want to make me buy the Xbox Series X over the PS5? No, um, because all these games which I'm interested in do not look anywhere near ready. Um, they were all sort of, you know, cinematic teaser trailers. Stalker 2 actually was one which I was incredibly interested in. We can talk about that later. It's revealed that that wasn't even, you know, in-game engine. It was just a trailer they'd made on a different um, engine because they, pre- they weren't prepared or haven't done enough to be prepared for the to show anything yet Um, but i think overall it made me excited for games pass i mean that's the general takeaway from this event games pass is going to be great um 
some games, yep, looked good. Um, but I think I just wanted to see more gameplay, to be honest. Again, it was better than the last Xbox event. Um, I preferred the style. I think the stay-at-home style was kind of a bit of a, an odd choice for the first yeah. time. We talked about that last time. But I think it was better than that event, but still lacking gameplay aside from Halo. But we can talk about Halo well, as well. I, I, I think we can... I, I want to talk about when I think a, a gameplay thing should have been shown. But I think that there... I kind of liked what we did see. Because I think there are some games which... For me, I we didn't we we saw some cinematicy stuff, but it wasn't it, it wasn't I, I sort of see the difference between cinematic and gameplay as um sort of the classic like the way Final Fantasy used to get around having like playing on a worse console. So you know you have the in-game thing, which is very um shapey. You know, uh, think like Final Fantasy VII, where clouds just like a couple of blobs put together. But then when you watch a cutscene, which is like a cinematic it's way better because they can pre-render it or they can do all that um so for a gameplay i don't need the hud but it's just like okay well this is rendering sort of in in quote unquote obviously for pre-recorded footage in real time and it's like this is what the game would look like when you play i don't need to see the button prompts and all of that i can get yeah but the thing none of them is none of them really sort of showed how the games Uh, will play like i don't state of decay 3 2 Oh, State of Decay, I will, I, I will come on to. That was a bad one. But there was like, quite a few when I was like... like I got excited for the games, but you, you know, you can only go so far being excited by a game's trailer and, until you go, well, I want to see the game. I want to see how this actually plays. Yeah. Um, I always think back to The Last of Us 2. The first time they showed that trailer, it was a big cinematic, but then it went back into... It went into a gameplay sequence straight away. And whilst, as you said, yeah. you know, it wasn't actual gameplay, it was rendered in a way... Which made it look like gameplay, which made it, which made you be able to visualize how the game will actually play, and I think that's the main thing for lots of these games. I didn't, I just didn't know the big ones anyway. I just don't know how they're going to play, which was is a bit oh, off putting. I mean, I well, let's well, let's talk about the game specifically. Then yeah. let's just go chronological order. Let's jump into um, it rather than talking gen- generically, because um, uh, yeah, because there are there are some I agree yeah. with on that. There's some I want to debate. So, Halo, <laughs> the big one, they opened with. Dr. Halsey slash Cortana. It it's I think it's the Cortana voice actress, but it sounded like it was more from a Dr. Halsey's mm. perspective. So that was cool though. Um yeah, they, they showed off uh, lots of new things. Uh they, you know, they talked about how it would be running at six DFPS in 4K. Looked pretty decent. Mm. You sent me a, a nice thing afterwards about how it, there were some issues. Uh they did say before they had said before the event that it was a older build. You got. I've. I've got to be skeptical about. It, to be honest, it's they said it was four from, months think, away think, from launch. Uh, you know. I think they put that this was a build from months ago, though. I'm still very skeptical. I think gameplay-wise, you know, the campaign looks fun. Um, I liked a lot of the new they, features they added as they've well. They've gone into the, the open world, yeah, with a grappling hook. Um, I think it's kind of what Halo needed—a bit of a change from the linear storylines, which. Halo 5 had um in terms of you know people didn't really enjoy that game especially um but yeah you I've rewatched the footage again earlier today um and it's in 4K 60 fps it might as well not be you know you look at the textures it's it's compare it to the textures from Halo 3 it looks worse and Halo 3 came out in like 2007 I think it was um yeah. I think I've just looked at some of the sort of renders of some of these images and I'm like what what it would be fine if it was an Xbox One game, and I know it technically is, but, you know, if this is supposed to be your system seller, your PS5 killer, essentially, 
to get people to be excited for your Xbox Series X. I look at the how it how it visually looks, and I was just very disappointed. You know, you look at the brutes, especially. I think yeah. that's been the big meme. You know, you look at the brutes, and they don't really look very good. Um, I hope you know they do improve it, but four months away is not that long at all. Um, well, be the... I, I don't know whether to believe three four three. You know, they 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 kind of they're not really as trusted anymore. I don't think with the Halo brand either. Well, I think like they 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 didn't say after the event; they said before the event, which I think gives them a little bit more leeway on them sort of pre. So it wasn't like they saw the negative reaction, and said, "Oh, this is an old build." They like they said before the event, it's older stuff. Um, I think though overall, I watched some of the clips again. I saw some of the the screenshots to sort of that they'd put out early. I thought honestly, it looked fine, and not fine from like a oh, it's, it's just okay. Like I thought it looked good. I I and I'm not just saying that. Like it. Mm. Halo has always been a bit weird because you do have these kind of oddly coloured creatures all battling it out. You have these sort of structures that are very chromatic and uh, kind of perfectly built. They will look strange in sort yeah. of juxtaposed just... next to sort of rocky cliffs and stuff. So, but sort of looking at it, I went, yeah, no, this this looks really good. You've got time to sort of you know polish things up, make it look better. I just so think I'm not it's there's um sit here and hate it. There's like a sort of in the gaming community, there's a the words of soul versus soulless, um, and I think lots of people have been saying Halo Three and the old Halos had their sort of game, the overall design of the aesthetics sort of had soul, and it looks like Halo Infinite is sort of lacking that in the terms of there's no, it just it just looked too safe for me. You know, all the guns were too shiny. The grass, the grass looks, it just reminded me of Warzone, which doesn't look, it looks okay. You know, for co- it looked like a current gen game. Is it, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it looks like an Xbox Series X game. And for twelve teraflops, all the impressive specs of the Series X, I would have expected more. Unfortunately, um, very fair. I think. Um, I think we're going. Okay, I think we're probably not going to agree on that. Uh, the <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention that I thought was really cool that we did see were just one or two of the other small details. I've not seen people pick up, and a lot mm. of people have called out the grapple hook, which is fine. A lot of people said it's a very safe bet. What I think was really cool is there they showed you can pick up and throw certain objects, which is new for Halo. And also they showed off uh, at least one new um, sort of power up in the the shield. So it wasn't the yeah. it looked like the bubble shield, but it wasn't a bubble. It was like a a thing that sort of arcs in front of you. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really really cool. It makes me excited to see what other new things they've added. Open yeah. world. The only thing I also wrote though, particularly the the red boss man that appears at the end <laughs> he looks like lego very much oh no i was gonna say it reminded me so much of destiny it was it i wrote mm. down eyes up spartan it <laughs> felt a lot like the red legion but not necessarily a bad thing it looked it overall it got me excited i did have goosebumps so i think you know 343 are trying to go for a destiny vibe definitely um i think there's kind of you know that's that might be a bit of a target audience they're going for there's lots of the people who like destiny are Bungie fans who obviously made Halo. I was a bit upset that there was no multiplayer, but you know that's fair enough. I think it's that that'll come in the future. That'll be the next event. Um, yeah, you know that that's the bit which I'm the most excited for of these Halo games. You know, I don't care that much for Halo's campaigns. That's just me personally. Yeah. Um, you know, I know people. I know I you like it, um, but you know, it, I, I'm more excited to see how that goes. But yes, then I think the first misstep of the conference was state of decay 3 it looks really nice in terms of graphics it, but the, no, but again but, like yeah. i think here it's just like this is where i would say yeah this is 
this isn't one of those sort of cinematics where you get to see like gameplay no. for me this looked like just like a cutscene and I, yeah, I it was a i think the problem as well was state of decay one and two were not big they were not well loved they had a cult following but they are not big no. deal titles and i think they really needed to show something because it's like okay this is in the snow yeah not hunting monsters yeah not many people it's not one of those games i guess where people are going to go oh my god a new state of decay i'm so excited unfortunately it, it did the first two games didn't sort of evoke that reaction from xbox fans um it was sort of trying to be their big next title unfortunately didn't go that way credit to them for making a third one um I think this might be make or break for them with the series if it's not very good. Oh, well, I think they it's a, I think they said State of Decay 2 because also the next thing is about how Game Pass is getting everything. Um, yeah, that's... We can talk about State it. State of Decay yeah. 2 did quite well on Game Pass. Mm. Uh, they, they put out DLC for it that was on Game Pass. I think that... I think to an extent, Game Pass lets them get away with some of these sort of more cult hits because they make money from it yeah i mean you know people if a game comes to game pass people go oh well i'm paying 10.99 a month i don't i can play this game if i don't like it i can just drop it and never play it again you know there's not it's not as high stakes as in you have to buy the game for 60 dollars and then you either play it and it's awful or play it and it's good with xbox game pass it's more like oh well i didn't really like state of decay 2 i can just you know stop playing it and not lost out it just, yeah that's yeah. what i did um <laughs> The tr- it looks it looked good, you know, um, in terms of graphics. If they can actually recreate that in game, I'll be very impressed. Um, that's what that's why I'm hoping to see anyway. Cool. And then I think the f- probably maybe one we will heavily disagree on. Mm-hmm. For me, the Forza Motorport, yeah, the Forza <laughs> Motorsport reveal trailer. They called it Forza Motorsport Six, I thought, but then it's just it was just it just said Forza yeah, Motorsport. It was just Forza Motorsport. Um, I think well, it would have been eight. I think is the one it would have been. I can't. You know, they make a love. Yeah, eight makes more sense. But, but um, no, it was just a... Why, me, what did you think of that? I'm curious why you think we d- disagree. <laughs> because for me, mm. this was kind of all I'd want from this. I know Forza Motorsport and these kinds of games are really cool. But one thing I didn't like about the Sony press conference was the... It felt like they sort of stuck with the driving game a little bit too long. It was probably only a minute or so, but it, it just sort of slowed down a little bit. We know what the inside of a driving game looks like. Mm. I don't need to see the HUD. And the main benefit of the new Forza game or the new Gran Turismo or whatever the game is, is just how does it look? The main it's like it's like, you know, you go from FIFA twenty to FIFA twenty one. You've got the new graphical upgrade. And so just seeing well, you mo- it's prettier. It I looks think more real. What they published what, what people were probably excited for is new cars and new tracks, which were not shown off at any of the Gran Turismo or Forza stuff. And I think what I you know, I, I think the Forza, I preferred this sort of to the Gran Turismo one. I think you're right. Um, in hindsight, yeah, I think comparing these two, it's much better to do it like this for Forza. Um, but this is one of the, the first of a few games when I thought they are not ready to show off this game, in my opinion. You know, the fact it's just Forza, Mot- Motors- Forza Mo- Motorsport. Blimey, that's an annoying word to say. Um, it was just called that and not number eight makes me think they don't... Re- either it's just going to be a complete reboot or they aren't ready to reveal what it's called yet. See, And to me, that means you aren't done with development or you aren't nearing the end of development. So I don't know when this game is going to come well, out. They, they did mention it was still... I think before they did this one, they did say it was still somewhat earlier in development. Yeah. So this probably puts it later in 2021 
Oh, maybe like it definitely not launch launch. Yeah, it was just one of these games where I was like, you seem it seems very early to release sort of for to announce this game. But one thing that I saw online that was an interesting concept, particularly with the big push on Game Pass and um, the sort of the FIFA reference as well. You know, you saying that the main thing is like the new tracks and the new cars. Yeah. The idea that maybe by going with just Forza Motorsport, what they are instead trying to create is like a games as a service. Okay. So, you know, if yeah. you have Game Pass, you get the new Forza Motorsport every time there's a new one released, or you can buy the game and you get all the upgrades or, you know, they just update the old one. That would make sense. And I thought that yeah. was quite a... That is quite it cool. It might not be what they go with, but yeah, could be the thing yeah. they do. It's just like, well, it's just a graphical upgrade, a few things here and there. Why not have it as a games as a service? It makes sense, yeah. Um, we'll just have to see, I guess. That's what's the only time we'll tell when they release when they reveal more of the next E3. Yeah. And then for me, this game was very much one where, much like State of Decay 3, I did want to see some gameplay because we've already seen uh, Everwild before. It was at twenty it was the twenty nineteen E3 press conference. Yeah. And they didn't really show that much more. They mentioned rhythm and it felt very much like hippie simulator, invoked a lot of like Avatar the Last M under vibes <laughs> in me. But again, in this game like is it an rpg is it is it, it a rhythm game that would be pretty fun i don't think it's a rhythm i don't think it is um isn't it yeah i think it's a you know rare have been working on this for a while i think a bit of my disappointment with this was it wasn't banjo kazooie <laughs> um but that was just, that's true that that's was just true. a bit I, yeah you know it, yeah it, they just could have shown off a bit more um as they showed it last year especially i thought they would have shown off more under release dates um we still don't know. I think it's just generally in, in development. Um, yeah, just more game, more gameplay, please. That's all. That that's just what I'm going to say for so many of these games. I I am in complete agreement with you and Everwild. Like it looked really cool. And it's like okay, this is what the game will look yeah, like. Yeah, this this is one which but... I on the art style alone. You know, out of all the gameplay ones, I'll, I'd be like, please give me more gameplay. It did stand out in terms. of, Okay, your art style is a bit different. You know, it's not the going for a realistic sort of survival horror, that type of look. Um, at least it stood out to me and could tell me a bit more about what the game actually is. Um, yeah. I'll give it a pass for that, but I, yeah. And then, though, the game that I was most hyped for, um, particularly if it's uh, as a kind of exclusiveness, was Tell Me Why by Don't mm. Nod. Um, I was convinced it would be Life is Strange 3. <laughs> Somewhat disappointed that it isn't, but... It obviously had a lot of those Life is Strange vibes with sort of the the weird seeing things that have happened slash haven't yet happened vibe. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very excited. And this was a game where I didn't need to see... This is this was one where I wanted to sort of say I didn't need to see gameplay for this. Cause <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be a bit I, odd this, if this you is, saw gameplay. Well, not, not odd, yeah, but like, like... You're just seeing someone make choices. Like, I yeah. know what a Don't Nod game plays like. Um yeah i didn't need to see more of it very much the same um to yeah i think one uh, thing i did like the fact that you know obviously since xbox series x games are forward compatible so they work on the xbox one it's cool that this is coming out so soon um the first chapter at least um is it the end of july or is it august or sometime sometime soon i think it is yeah and that was one thing i liked that yeah over again to sort of compare it to the Sony event. I like that this wasn't an Xbox Series X event. This was an Xbox event. So you got games that are coming out or that are coming out on the Xbox One later this year rather than just looking very far ahead. And again, like 
to make a comparison which you know there were there were there were dates not attached to quite a lot of these but there were dates attached to these versus uh, um even like a month in a and a year rather than just vague time frames that were attached to all of the sony games yeah i think to be fair it's the same for um xbox as in you know they don't want to reveal the dates of when they're actually releasing the console yeah. You know. But it's it. I know. I agree. That's probably one of the main reasons the Sony one did, and that's why some of these ones didn't get dates. But it's at least it was cool to see. Yeah, some, I think some as you said, it, it was like, missing from the PlayStation no event. But I think that has been the so far. That's Sony are going for. We can talk about this later. Sony are very much going for the. You will need not. You will need to. But if you want the best games, you need mm-hmm. to get the PS Five. You know, Xboxes have gone for a different strategy in terms of you know you can play these games on anything. We don't care. Mm-hmm. They're very different sort of options both will work i think but yeah i think this game mm-hmm. looks very good it will be one i think i will pick up on game pass as well exactly uh then or in the will of the wisps cool it's, i it's i think cool, it's, but... I, I really like that game i talked about it earlier it looks beautiful so the fact you can play it uh you know i think they said uh they said 120 refresh rate so i don't know what that means it's, um in terms of frames per second yeah it's not it's like if you have one of those monitors um you can get like 240 hertz monitors 60 hertz monitors 120 hertz i think that's 120 fps then essentially like you can yeah i think it essentially means that's how sort of like how much it can show 120 fps if your machine can run more like 200 that um that monitor won't be able to see it but you know i have i have to admit i did um i didn't switch off i was like busy during this i was a bit busy during this one um during the ori one i switched off i was like right this is a game i already know it's already out i can just not ignore it but be like cool whatever you know, Ori, it's already out. It looks nice, but I already thought it looked good enough anyways. Yeah, but it's it's cool. I think they... I, I don't know if they mentioned this now or later on, but they mentioned a lot of the their current Xbox One games are going to be getting yeah. smart delivery upgrades, which I think is, again, not a huge, huge deal, but it, it's sort of one of these small quality of life things to say, yes, like, I think they mentioned Sea of Thieves, um, I want to say the Master Chief Collection, a few others are just like, yeah, they'll be getting boosted yeah, up so that be, Series X yeah it's good they've again boosted up um, and Will of the Wisps already looked fantastic they can make it even better they they briefly mentioned that there would be some kind of new content wasn't super like specific what no. that would, would be whether it would just be you know one new area or yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, a whole new I don't know whether it'll be a big game changing one yeah yeah the, the story was already pretty complete but yeah. not not bad not fantastic decent then we had three Obsidian things in a row the outer worlds dlc bit confusing whether that was kind of exclusive or not but i, I don't think i presume it's not exclusive that would be a bit of an odd choice yeah. it, it... i actually just restarted the outer worlds Ooh. because i played it ages ago and sort of i think got cooled off it because of it um coursework stuff yeah but i thought like i'm gonna replay it. it's an rpg so i want to start from the beginning again and I am really liking it, and I'd be really um, pretty excited to get to play a DLC for it. Yeah, and it is, again, good that this is coming out in September. Um, you know, it's a pretty soon type of thing. That's always good. Exactly. And then I really like sort of this, the humour that was surrounded, grounded, particularly the cyberpunk <laughs> joke. That really cemented... Yeah, there's, there's some good jokes. Well, that was. Yeah. Very disappointed it wasn't a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. <laughs> I think that was the only thing. That it's it's essentially it's essentially one, but they probably didn't think to have a license. They probably didn't have it. a license, but it, it would have been very good if they'd had the license. But again, I thought this looked really cool. You get the vibe of what this kind of survival game is going to be like. 
it like seven days to die but with giant bugs <laughs> instead of uh zombies and sort of the idea of like oh you can work together with friends or you can leave yeah. them for dead and just this guy runs i mean this his, this is already his um, friends eaten. it's it's already what's it called isn't it already out on early access or it's coming out on I early think access it's coming out soon yes um 28th of july on, on steam it's out on early access steam and uh on xbox. xbox yeah on well. xbox as well obviously game pass um but very very good yeah and then uh finally from obsidian we had avowed which is their sort of new game a cinematic trailer however my feeling on this is like it's obviously very early this, in development yeah. they showed off two other things they've been working on but sort of it's it's your classic e3 thing of here's a little tease that something we're working on i thought it looked really cool i like sort of the the idea of you having a sword and um uh magic and like the way the magic looked very much sort of the vibe i'd want from that kind of video uh video game so yeah it looks very awesome it did look it, it looked um very fun and as you said as well i think this is one where i can give them their pass on not showing much because you know obsidian are clearly doing a lot of other things and i think this is very mm. early in development as well but it's one of the essentially obsidian had like a big sort of period didn't the uh, 10 minutes of here's what we're working on and this is kind of like it was kind of like yeah. i guess their own mini show within the show being like oh and look here's our little tease so yeah i think it looks interesting i'm excited to see more it'll be one which i'll be waiting to see next year Exactly, and I think that, um, uh, and then one game, uh, sort of the final one that I've got on my list here, um, on this page, uh, was uh, they did a little sort of in-look at Interior Night, uh, which is an indie studio, making this sort of interactive drama with this very cool art style, you know, they showed them having actors film it and then drawing over the top of them. It's As Dusk Falls, Yeah. they mentioned it would be an interactive story, I, I guess akin to like a Telltale or a, a Don't Nod game. So again, I don't need to see gameplay of this. What we saw was enough to sort of tell me what this would be like. Yeah, I think the one thing which I found really interesting about this game is that it's a they say it's an intergenerational sort of story based game, which means like told over thirty years. So I'm really interested to see how that develops as a sort of narrative. And again, it's one which I'll be quite interested in seeing how it plays or how the story unfolds. Maybe exactly. Yeah, um, the, the two things I, I hope about this uh, as Dusk Falls and Tell Me Why, I really hope that those games, that those episodes come out really quickly because, mm. for example, I mentioned I love Life is Strange. I've been reading the comic books uh, and all of that stuff. I haven't finished Life is Strange 2 because I played like the first couple of episodes and there was a huge gap. Like, it was it was like a month between them and then there was a giant gap of like two or three months between one and the next one and I did not get into it and I have not <laughs> got into it since. And it's and it's like I now have to restart the whole thing. Yeah, I can't remember all the decisions I made, all of the character dynamics. I hope it's like sort of, it's like a TV show. So either maybe it comes out one episode a week or one ev- one episode every fortnight or something like that. Yeah, I'll put, I think it will be every few months though. <laughs> like have them all have them all done and then put them out. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I want. But you're probably right. It will probably be every few months. Keep and the hype it'll be going. The same problem all over again. Um. Then one thing that was sort of like a mini update, it was a bit nothing, I guess I was sort of saying. Like, yeah. It's in this, Iceland. It's held by two. It was, it was, dis- this is probably one of my biggest disappointments because I actually was really excited for Hellblade 2. Um, yeah. I thought it looked amazing. It's essentially, it could have been their answer to God of War. Um, and I thought it looked, the trailer looked really cool when they showed off last year. And I was, this was the game which I thought, okay, they're going to show Halo gameplay and they're going to show Hellblade gameplay. And that'll be fine. 
Oh, yeah. these were two gameplay ones I expect to see. And the fact we got nothing except it's set in Iceland was really disappointing because I thought this could have been a launch or like very soon after launch title, you know. But yeah, I guess they kind of guess hyped not. up their developer diary, so maybe they'll be showing off stuff there. Maybe they want to sort of yeah, particularly sort of the the nature of Hellblade because it is related to mental health and and all those issues. Maybe they feel like sort of a more intimate sort of explicit dive into that game through a developer diary thing because they sort of implied there'd be a series maybe akin to something like a no clip documentary yeah perhaps they feel like that's the place to do that which hopefully they do show off stuff there yeah yeah. i agree but it it might be one that'd be tough to to tackle appropriately in a a Mm. few minutes in a in a big event yeah because that was the thing that people loved in hellblade like how it tackled those things so it would sort of be the whole trigger warning issue and then you know kind of a trying to talk about it in a in a in a speedy but also respectful way it might not be one they can do so having a developer diary might be what they needed mm. but i i will generally agree that i think a little bit more could have been could yeah. have been good then one game that actually i was not very excited for but the reveal of jack black <laughs> the <laughs> legend has really convinced me this might be a game I want to play was Psychonauts 2. It's uh, it felt like a it's just a trippy, trippy game, yep. It's vibe. It's one of those games where you'll just really like it or you just will not like the art style. And I am fortunately one of those people who just does not like this art style. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was all in on sort of like the psychedelic. It looked like someone had because they all like they showed um I don't know the main character's name, but the guy with the goggles falling oh, know, through yeah. different falling through different worlds it looked kind of like someone took the um ratchet and clank trailer from the (laughs) sony event hooks up on a bunch of drugs and then spat it out as psychonauts too because it it very much had like a lot of those uh, like those those vibes because they're similar sort of 3d action adventure platformers but yeah i i was quite excited for it and i'm being genuine jack black very very funny if he's sort of your companion in this world and he's singing music I will take it. I think he's just doing some of the music for it. Um, they mentioned he was the Mote of Light, though, so which oh, is a character that you see. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully that. I wonder if he is. Yeah. Um, and then I think the biggest news for me, mm. not that I... I've mentioned to you already for a different reason. It's unrelated to Sony, but the biggest news was that Destiny 2, plus all of the pre-Beyond Light expansions, are coming not only to Game Pass but to xCloud, which will include being able to play on mobile. Yeah, I'm not... And in my opinion... I was going to say, aren't most of these games coming to xCloud? Or I assume they will. Um, I think xCloud is from, at least based on the... At least based on the um, the current way it works, I might be wrong, but like that, not all of the Game Pass games are on xCloud. Mm. Is it like most of the first-party um, Xbox games? A lot of the first-party stuff. There are some third-party things, and so maybe it will expand as yeah. this is kind of like a beta. But um, so they explicitly said for this one it's coming to xCloud, yeah. which makes me think that maybe it won't, not everything will be on everything. This has killed Stadia <laughs> because Stadia had some really good stuff, but Destiny 2 was like, there has been their big thing that they push. Like in most adverts you see it, they, they talk about Destiny 2 because yeah, you get not only the base game, but you get all the pre-DLC um, and it's this, it's this huge game that is one of the reasons that I keep considering getting stadia because it's like i do quite like destiny 2 getting to run around <laughs> explore this huge world bungie know how to make a shooter 
But yeah, it's going to be on Game Pass, which is it's nice to see Bundy, Bungie and Xbox getting pally again. Maybe and, maybe they'll take over for Halo 6. And it takes away this big thing that Stadia have. And I there's not really that much that's holding up this, this platform anymore because a lot of the other games on Stadia are already on Game Pass, like Metroid Exodus, um, the Tomb Raider games. And like all the a lot of the other stuff are sort of smaller indie titles that are included in Pro. And while some of them are great, you know, Crater, read by some of our friends, fantastic game. Uh, it's sort of it's these bigger juggernaut titles that Google also needs to keep people on their platform. Yeah. and <laughs> it's kind of dis- it's a sort of it's then like they've they've just sort of like lost the fight. Yep, I think, I mean, Google Stadia, in my opinion, was already essentially <laughs> essentially dead. Um, I think it was when it came out, to be honest. Um, but I think Destiny 2, you know, I played it a few times. I thought it was fine. It's not really my type of game, the sort of looter shooter, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I heard that sigh. <laughs> um, no, 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 like, that's that's fair. Like, um, I really like Destiny 2, but... I did like the first one. Um, I just, I think I just couldn't get into the second one, because I think there was a few other games which came out when I played it, and I was like, I've want to you know play these ones first um never know if it's on game pass uh i might be tempted to jump in if i've got free a few a free few hours um but as you said i think you know it's a great game to for them to have on there especially with all the expansions which are have come out and are coming out um that's a huge move for xbox to have and then I think the one that you wanted to talk about was Stalker. Why did you like Stalker? Just, I wasn't too sure on it. It's a well. I mean, this is this is well, Stalker uh, from a trailer point of view. I didn't like it. Um, you know, it's it's a generic. Oh, this game's coming out. Here's the reveal of it. But I think this is one of those games where you know it's a it's a. I really enjoyed the first Stalker. You know, it's a sort of survival horror game set in the zone or in Chernobyl. But what actually excited me more about this game was that was sort of what was shown afterwards. So. You know, the studio have come out and said about this game, um, and it's supposed to be more of an open world one, which I think sounds very cool for Stalker to do. Um, unfortunately, again, this is one which it was, it, well, it, it they had said it would come out in 2021, and then curiously, all sort of unknown, what, anything they said about 2021 has now been removed. So it might be a while off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's a shame, but I think, um, yeah, I, I wasn't too sure about it, but. I guess an open world survival horror type thing. <laughs> it's it's got a cult following, um, and the first one was very well received. So quite a lot. Well, of I might check out the first one then, mm. and the second one could be right up my alley. Um, the Warhammer <laughs> game. If you like Warhammer, much to say. yep. I didn't really know. Like, yeah, one of the. It looked like one of the classic sort of Warhammer yeah. style games that they've been making. I think they did um, a few like sort of Left for Dead style. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, the one that we had a bit of a, a joke about over um, Messenger, Tetris Effect, which is just like a, a very beloved Tetris game. It's kind of cool that they're getting a Tetris Effect um, multiplayer connected game. I just thought, I like, it, it looked, the trailer was so, I mean, I thought it was going to be like a new Sims or something. And then they were just like Tetris Effects. So, I mean, okay, fair enough. It just, I don't know. I just was not expecting that. And I don't, it just, it's. No offense to Tetris, but it just seemed very overhyped for what it was, um, in my opinion. And they could have just put in Tetris ninety nine. Uh, Tetris Effect was like this very weird. Tetris Effect was like this very weird version of Tetris that a lot of people really liked because it wasn't made by the classic developers. It was made by um, I think the guy that made uh, Luminous or some other 
puzzle game and it was this sort of vibe with all the music very trippy and sort of this this idea that you could maybe play together it has all these other weird elements like they had giant tetris blocks that take up more space it's yeah tetris is one of these just... weird ones where it, it is actually a very good game but a lot of people like to dismiss it and i think this was one ways. of the games where it was like in the middle of the show and it was started the show in my opinion this point was sort of starting to decline and it was coming to a close and i oh, was okay. i was just like you know this is your big xbox first party showcase <laughs> and you're showing tetris maybe not the time maybe yeah, this, I don't know. this could have been i thought it's a, it's in the third one. party one um it would have probably been a better fit for that one i think yeah no that i would actually give you that one um but i i guess sort of they made an ex- they made a thing about how these are like these these definitively are like console launch exclusives yeah. which i think was also like another thing that i quite liked was like they define like this is what this game is uh whereas like sony there were some launches there were some probably plenty of exclusives in their lineup but it was a bit harder to tell i think most most of them were a lot of them were just like pure ps5 exclusives quite a lot of them were timed ps5 exclusives <laughs> and then a few were ps5 and pc exclusives and I think there's a few, but not many, which were coming to well, there Xbox. Was, there would be Hitman and Resident Evil. Which yeah, I yeah, imagine yeah, of course, would be. those ones, yeah. Um, but I think like the thing is, they didn't like put anything in their trailer to highlight yeah. ones that were. <laughs> I mean, the same for exclusive Xbox as well. or even like launch exclusives. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they put like a little thing before everything in this one, which I quite liked. Uh, the previous one, yeah, it wasn't good. So, but like comparing this event with the the Sony yeah. event, like, I liked that they defined it. Um, then to quickly go over a couple of these, the gunk. Cool. <laughs> it looks okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. 3D Steamworld dig type thing. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, the medium, we got to see a bit more of that. I quite liked it. Sort of the, um, the idea of the two yeah, worlds. I really, in, I don't know how this game is going to work though, because it's like you, intrigued. you play two games at once or something. Is it? Uh, I think it's like you can. I, I think what it was trying to. Sh- I think you won't see because they showed the the dual screens. Yeah. I don't think you will see both screens at once. I think it's like okay. you can. Basically, it's rendering both at the same time, and by just pushing, and you can shift between. I assume the two. by just pushing a button, you can see one world or the other world. I'm gonna make a really, really, really awful comparison. But did you ever? What was that Yoshi game? The paper Yoshi, not paper Yoshi, like the cardboard Yoshi game or whatever. When you could like flip, um, flip the flip the sides, and it would be like on one side you'd have to flip to go through a puzzle. Yes, <laughs> it, it would be something like that, I guess. Like you can only yeah, get through. Yeah, the, well, they showed some things where, like, if you're in one place, yeah. uh, I think uh, the character was in a room, which was just like scary, but blank walls. Whereas in the other version, the walls had writing on, which gave some kind of hint or clue. Yeah, so it'll be like that type of puzzle one where you have to switch between the two to find um, Yeah, whereas in one, like, she was exploring a dark corridor, and the other one, yeah. um, okay, the character nice. was like exploring a, a corridor. Um, then we had the Sega reveal, which gave you your point. We... <laughs> I have literally nothing to say about this game. Nope. It looked like Xenoblade Chronicles. It's it's uh, you know if you like Fantasy Star Online too, cool. I'm sure you enjoyed this. Great. Sorry that we don't know about it. Yep. Then we got Crossfire X, which I think is being made in part by Remedy, which uh, gets me all sorts of hyped. Um, I I, I wonder if they, it, from the looks of the story element, it looked like they did that bit. Um, mm. I say in part. I didn't actually double check if. I think, but I think there were two developers attached to Crossfire X. But I think that it it looks pretty cool. Again, got a big thing for Remedy Games right now. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this sort of reveal got me excited. Um, oh no, it is. It is. I think it is just Remedy. Yeah, I thought it was. It, it you know looks great. It should. Um, I thought it should another developer. 
It might have someone supporting, maybe. I can't remember. I think maybe it was Smilegate. Uh, yes. So it is. Um, it's made by Smilegate. The like the the but Remedy are doing single player, which is what I assumed would be the case. Okay, so a single player is probably going to be good, but the multiplayer hmm. will be whatever it will be. Yes. Um. Then they talked about smart delivery. Very very cool. And then the final reveal, uh, which we will probably talk a lot about, and we'll lead into our next thing, was uh the the one that got me my point, the Fable cinematic. Yeah, you know it's it's. I want to be excited by this because you know it's Fable, but everyone knew. I just think everyone knew it was coming, and by the end of it, when it came, it was just—I don't know—just under, not underwhelming, but just expected. You know, this is the final and one last thing sort of show. Like when Nintendo does their one last thing, you people never really predict what it is, and I just think it was Fable, but it was just a tease, and I—I I don't think it's coming for a while either. So it's it's. I'm really happy that they've announced it. They probably could have done a better job in trying to keep it a bit more secret. Um, sorry, Playground Games. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. The, so what I want to say about Fable is, I, I from what we saw, hmm. I think the, the two things that I, I think about were, firstly, that Fable was not confirmed. I think we have the advantage of sort of living in Leamington, and there's a joke around, uh, we've been to some, like, um, gaming events here, uh, and it, it, there's sort of a joke in with the Leamington Games developers of like, yeah, Playground working on Fable is one of the worst kept secrets in this local area. It it's it's painfully obvious to most people that are kind of aware of gaming that Rem- Playground are working on it based on sort of the hirings they've done and just sort of like people working specifically here kind of are aware that they are working they were working on Fable. So we kind of knew that, but I think what for me this was like. In a proper confirmation of that though which is a pretty big deal mm. and also fable was one of those xbox games which did have a slightly more mass market appeal like it, it wasn't fable is was is quite a well-loved franchise that hasn't really been yeah seen for quite a long time and so for some of the more casual gamers it that this would be a pretty big deal to be like oh there's this fable trailer and yeah. whilst i will probably eat my words <laughs> come the next xbox event because you are i would say you might probably be right about how this is a while a while away i wonder if from a marketing perspective one or two of these games particularly this fable reveal it is like okay we've we've got the marketing beat of announcing fable then let's hold fire for a bit let's do another event and highlight that one as like hey yeah, fable is we're going to show up more of it like we here here is here is more of fable and like that's like going to be the halo infinite of the next of the next event because like they've been working on fable for quite a while yeah i i hope it is you know i hope i hope that comes true but i think the pessimist or the realist in me is just like oh from that cinematic trailer it'll be e3 2021 when we see this game um which is fine you know it's a standard how big game reveals go they reveal it at e3 and then you know there's a year in between then we reveal the gameplay and it comes out next year but yeah. <laughs> you would bet, yeah, you would bet that they. If I had a lot of money to burn in a in a bet, which I don't, and I was willing to take a wild gamble, but based on the fact that Halo Infinite had only a holiday twenty twenty release date, which we don't know when, we don't know when the Series X will release, but I imagine it would likely be end of November, mid November. 
That's... I guess that would actually make holiday, wouldn't it? Yeah. I was thinking that there might be a bit of a delay before Halo Infinite. There's almost a small... Let's say it came out in, like, October, which is, I guess, somewhat impossible at this stage, actually, considering we're nearly in August. Um, okay, so if I was really, really stupid and did not consider any of the things I just considered, <laughs> I'd be willing to say that Fable might be another release title. That would be, it would be, like be a very the, bold... A bold move. It would be the Breath of the Wild to Halo Infinite's Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I get where I get where you're coming from. And I really hope that it's true. But I just can't see I I don't know. Having thought about the logistics of it time wise, unlikely, but I could see it coming out like early next year. Because I don't know, like there there was I know you sort of say there wasn't there wasn't a lot, but also like in sort of defining the vibe of that game, they gave quite a lot away and it's like, okay. They kind of showed off the world. It wasn't industrialized. Um, so it, it kind of shows like a soft reboot for this franchise. They focused very much on like the the mystical aspect of it and as well as the humor comedy. So I could kind of and they I think the way the, the guy was talking, it was kind of of the of legends and fairy tale and all Yeah, level. but you, you can't you have no clue what that game's about. You would be able to, you have no one knows. You know, it's like it's gonna be more like classic Fable One, Fable Two, rather than Fable Three, uh, and like a continuation of Fable. Yeah, but like we don't actually know anything about the game in terms of how it'll play, what it'll be like, which makes to me think it's, it's that gonna it'll be, be it's gonna play like a Fable game. Yeah, but all the Fable games have played identically. It's it's was well, made by a new developer as well though, so. But okay, but it's gonna play like a classic sort of RPG. Yeah, it's gonna be like Skyrim, but a little bit more. They colourful. needed to. Sh- that's. It, I mean, it did remind me of Elder Scrolls Six trailer. You know, they just showed Elder Scrolls Six and then went, "See you in five years, mate." So, so have well, I. No, because they they had like the comedy. They had the guy talking. They did show they like in terms they of what they kind of given hints uh, of what this game will be like. They, they gave plenty uh, more than <laughs> than that. Um, yeah, they showed. Get out of here! I just. It's going to be. It was just a classic CGI trailer, and it was a teaser trailer. Definitely, you know, it wasn't a cinematic release, cinematic announcement trailer. No, must true. say, I think they could show more of it. I think if they do show show more of it this summer, that's probably a bit more of a possibility. Um, maybe they. Like, I think we'll probably see more in September. I I would guess that the next event would be. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be like footage or anything. For the immediate future, it might just be a general. Here's some more stuff. Look out for it next year at E3. That that's my prediction. I think. No, I think um, um it's possible because I guess now, sort of looking at the future, we've got announcements. They're going to be more events of each. How many more events for each console do you think they're going to be? Because well, it depends. Neither released prices. Yeah, it just depends Xbox on what you have mean. Said they have more games to show. I imagine Sony has probably got something similar. Yeah. Um, just to sort of even it out a little bit. Well, I think if we imagine these are launching in mid-November. November, yeah, you could do a conference in both. Could do a conference in August. I think it's essentially each could do a conference in yeah, it's essentially confirmed. Well, not confirmed. It's heavily rumored that there's going to be a PlayStation sort of state of play in August. I think August the sixth is the prediction at the moment. Um, it's a Thursday, so very standard. Um, or some point in that August window. Xbox have got this inside Xbox or Xbox 2020 going on, which is they do something new every month. Um, yeah. But, you know, June, they, it was some very generic thing, which wasn't actually much, so it doesn't really count. But we've got Gamescom, which is where I think Xbox will show off more. Sony haven't confirmed they're actually going to 
Gamescom yet, and they aren't on the official list of partners. So I think that'll be a good uh, they, time for Xbox to show off. Um, yeah, I think they, they yeah. Sony have like kind of been doing their own thing a bit more this year. Yeah, so. I mean, because yeah, Sony have only done technically one event for the place. I mean, I guess you can count the controller event. Um, that sort of counts, but not really. They only showed up Astro's Playground. There'll definitely be, I think, one more games one from Sony. I'm not sure they'll. There might be like a focus games one from Xbox where they like focus on Halo and a few of the launch ones. Like they might be like, I think that's what we're going to start seeing more of. Like this is dedicated just to launch titles. Um, True, though they mentioned that they had other, they, they did like, they ended it by saying like they have plenty of other studios they acquired that we haven't shown you anything of yet. And yeah. we'll be showing more of that later this year. Okay, yeah. The, maybe um, September they could. Or even like af- not after the a launch of the P- the Xbox Series X but like maybe October or something or yeah October time like they could be like this isn't coming at launch but take a look at what but they- here's something to get excited yeah. for for the future I think um I think that that's all very likely very plausible uh, I think that we definitely need to hear the price from both because I think that will be a big deciding factor because the Xbox Series X needs to be cheaper at this point in my opinion you know to make people want to buy it. I think that's fair. I, though I think that I, um, what also I would say is that I think you've kind of captured a, a vibe for this conference, which I, I think is sort of very fair, which is to say that I think Xbox weren't necessarily trying to sell you a Series X with this no. conference. They were trying to sell you Game Pass because I was thinking yeah. about this earlier today. You, you can only use Game Pass using one of two things, a Windows PC or an Xbox. And sure, the Xbox is an Xbox versus Sony thing, but from Microsoft as a whole company, you know, they have other competitors like Apple and like um, Apple Macs are pretty popular. And I guess like from from that angle, if they want to sort of tackle that with from a gaming perspective, particularly because Macs already are known for not being really the optimal system you want to use, that there's a <laughs> whole other reason to get a Windows specific PC because you can then get access to all of these, oh, yeah. these free games. I mean, so like, I think... Mm. I'm very excited that my new PC is coming on Monday because I'm like, oh, well, I can get a Game Pass <laughs> and play yeah. these Xbox games and not and get the PS5 and not have to get the Xbox Series X to play the new Halo or Fable. Um, but I think you've got it completely spot on and it's what lots of people have gotten now where they've sort of realised that the Xbox Game Pass is the product. The Xbox Series X is a way to play it, but it's not the only mm-hmm. way. And that that's like the strategy which... Um, Xbox have gone down, um, which is a very good strategy from their point of view. But I think it's going to hurt the Xbox Series X. Um, I just can't see, especially because none of the games looks like they say it's optimized for the Series X. But you couldn't. I don't. Know, I didn't get really a feeling that many of the games were like, okay, yeah. next gen. I need to upgrade to a Series X, which is you know Xbox aren't trying to tell you to upgrade to the Series X. They're saying you don't need to upgrade to a Series X. But I just think there's very little reason for people to want to buy the xbox series x anymore um well i think that maybe from a from because like you and i are in a position where we are pretty hard into gaming so whether we you know if if we've got the means whatever sort of profession we go into we're likely gonna spend our sort of free like hobby money on getting video game consoles and video game pc right Mm. Whereas, like, you, maybe your casual person is thinking, well, am I going to pick up the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X? And if they're thinking, like, oh, well, what games can I play? They might see, like, this huge deal and say, well, you know, yeah, I, 
you know they might not be like uh you ollie where they're getting a new pc you know they might have you know, <laughs> yeah. a work laptop yeah and it's like well for less money and like a netflix style subscription i can get this pretty cool box that will stream 4k video to my cool tv so i can like do netflix and all that stuff and i can play all these really cool games for really cheap and i think that sort of xbox almost setting themselves up as the console is maybe for the the everyman the the every man and every woman that wants to just yeah, play video the, games the thing is though they, they did everything. that they did that last time with the xbox one and and it didn't work but they yeah. also didn't they also there were things they didn't commit to with that and i think that they but like they like i think with the xbox one they were committing to the every man and every woman whereas in this case i think they're trying to commit to the sort of the every gamer um like, <laughs> I just, I just, yeah i get the, what you mean i get like, exactly what you mean yeah. from the gaming side uh i just because the xbox one was trying to do like tv stuff i'm just imagining the xbox slogan saying and not just for every man or every woman for the every gamer <laughs> i think that... <laughs> that's a good slogan oh, we should sell that to no it would be i think they'd uh yeah no it's it's i think people who want to yeah it, it's there was an article i read by the games industry dot biz um and it was like you know the the console war everyone's the winner in the console war you know nintendo have their own market they're doing their own thing the xbox has its game pass and that's a priority for them as you said rather than the series x it seems more the series x just a medium to play it on um and then the playstation 5 is heavily leaning on it it's of this is the console to play next gen games on which is my only concern with the xbox game pass focus because all these games are playable on the xbox one aren't they yeah they're all playable on the xbox one yeah or they, yeah. for the few years i think they've said they'll be supporting the xbox one which is great um i think it's a because i guess it just x cloud yeah they probably continue to support it as long as you've got like that 4k output the, the find... problem for me doesn't stem from because you know you can always downgrade graphics you can always downgrade fps textures you, you look at switch ports it's fine to do the xbox one will have no problems running them from a graphics perspective my concern is when xbox studios for the past few years the next few years will be going okay we're making a game which has to run on the xbox one as well it means they can't have all these incredible physics engines they can't put all these minute details or like incredible game designs or assets as many assets as they want because they know they're limited by a 2013 console um and it has to run on about 20 so i'm think what i think this is my take fable will not come out until the end of 2022 because it is going to run just on the series x not the xbox one it will be a big first you have to either have a pc or an xbox series x to run that's when they'll stop supporting it see i wonder if i think that's that's a very good take Mm. to some extent i i wonder if though one of the ways they're going to get around it is using um x i hope it is yeah i hope that that they do that run it because then you can have a very powerful system running through uh the xbox one even like the one i've got here which could be a a way they yeah sort of fudge it a little bit it's like yeah this this will play sort of on your potentially even if you buy the disc you plug it into xbox one and it streams it through the cloud that would be a whole (laughs) hoo-ha and a whole thing And and i think you're right that it will probably take some time but it will be It'll be interesting to see how it all goes. And I think that we're only really going to have to just watch this space. Yeah. Uh, I think sort of all the speculation we can do has been done. Oh, I forgot. Like, we didn't talk about the games in the pre-game show. Oh, we don't have time for this. I I'll quickly go around. Ball and Wonderworld, best game of a show. Uh, I can't believe I forgot that. 
XO, whatever the robot one, also second best game in the show. Balan, I I don't know how, but I was watching the official Xbox stream and it never yeah, showed. Yeah, they were just shown to Jeff this, Jeff Keeley's in the um in his summer game festing, and he just showed off these games. And I was like, oh, why are these games so good, and why were they not in the actual show? Um, Balan Wonderworld looks fantastic. Oh, I think this is because these this looks like um Balan. I mean, they are. Like, um, yeah, they're cross-platform, which is maybe one of the reasons. Um, yeah. But they look great. It's by your Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. guy from Sega. <laughs> That's the, yeah, it's by um, him and he's teamed up with... Um, I'm going to give you your point, then, for that. The Battle of Wonderworld. Um, and on that note, it's time for us to say goodbye. This has been an Xbox... This has been the Xbox game show that I wanted. <laughs> you know, it's it's been, it's been good. The Warthog is living up <laughs> to its name. There's a little Warthog in, yeah. the, in the trailer. I was very excited when Master Chief got on it. Um... <laughs> Look, look pretty cool. Look like a car I want to own. I'd, I'd drive down the street. <laughs> anyway, what am I doing? Um, thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, please like and subscribe and rate us. And whatever. I, I, every podcast service does something different. So if there's a way to show that you love us on that podcast service, please do it. And if you have multiple podcast services, maybe if you're a bit weird like me and you, you like to play the show on every service that you can, then uh, like us on all, all the services you all the services you can i've used that same <laughs> phrase twice uh if you've got any friends that listen to podcasts please recommend us to us we talk about video games and maybe they like video games and you know what they also might like really cool kick-ass theme songs like the one that we have they could just listen to the first 10 seconds and they, they get everything they really need i think yep. that natural duality really sums up this show and the reason it sums up the show is because it was made by joseph mcdade not specifically for the show it was one of his free tracks but he can make you songs for your own show if you want to do your own podcast check out his thing down below there's a link uh, i'd like to thank all of the uh, websites that helped out today i called out the verge i will probably link to the generic xbox one and i don't know where i'll find for the fifa event i think i've got i've got one open here that i will throw in from hitc <laughs> they do a lot of good work that helps us sort of more seamlessly talk to you guys and then finally, as always, I want to say thank oh. you to Ollie for coming on this show, putting up with Xbox for this, f- not this fun a week, but... I'm not as much of an Xbox hater as I might have suggested the past few weeks. I'm excited. You know, it's going to be a great generation of gaming. Um, Halo Infinite, please improve your graphics. <laughs> that's how I'll end it. That's, that's how I'm it. ending. <laughs> Don't besmirch 343's name. All right. I'm going to have to go before we can say anything more. It's goodbye from me. Bye from me. Bye. Bye.